Welcome to the Turf Nutrition and Management Podcast, the podcast for professional turf managers. Here, we talk about the profession, the ever-changing products, and the business side of owning and operating a turf management company. Whether this is your first year in the business or your 20th, our discussions and special guests will help you continue to grow a successful business. Now, here are your hosts with 35 plus years in the green industry, Kevin and Doug. All right, guys, welcome back. Douglas, welcome. What's going on? Uh, we've been trying to get this podcast guest for the longest time, and he's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like Bigfoot. He's elusive. We've been trying and trying. Yeah. It's it's close to a year, I'll bet, honestly, <laughs> um, or at least since race days. But um, we have Christian Nardi of Sod Services down in Shemong, New Jersey. Good afternoon. How are you? Good man. Thanks for having me. Ah, it's a pleasure. pleasure. Our pleasure. Yeah. So give us a little rundown. Who who, who are you? What you doing? So um, I guess I'll kind of start like, you know, with um, maybe how this whole thing started, really. Sure. Right? So um, it started before me. So my dad started doing this in 1981. And um, it was a much different company back then. He actually worked for the U.S. Navy for 33 years as a civilian worker. He wasn't in uh, in the actual uh, Navy. But um, he started as a nights and weekends thing, you know, make extra money. Um, I came along in 1983, so it's, uh, he kept doing it, uh, had kind of two things. He has a couple buddies, uh, help him on weekends and nights. Um, he actually started out working for a commercial landscaper doing work. And the guy had a little bit of a drinking problem. So the guy ends up hiring my dad. My dad goes out, does the jobs. He did another job. The guy forgot that he even sent them out on the on the first day. He comes back and hands him a bunch of checks, and he yells at my dad for for doing work without his just without his authority. He thought my dad's like, "You gotta be kidding!" So after a little while, my dad's like, "Screw this! I could do this myself." And uh, he ended up going out and doing. Uh, that's how it started. So he was working for somebody and and uh, was mistreated. And left and started doing it on his own. That's funny. That's I gotta awesome. find that guy that just brings me checks at the end of the day. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's like, I was. He told me the story when I was like probably late in high school. He's like, Christian, you're never gonna believe this. This is how this whole thing started, you know. And this guy had no idea he he was office rocker. So, so, so long story short, he starts that. He does it. Um, fast forward to late '90s, early 2000s. You know, I'm in high school, so I'm of age to to get out there and hustle and grind. I have all my buddies working. He starts taking advantage of obviously that labor pool and uh, says, Hey, is this something you would want to do? And I said, well, you know, school's really not for me. It just wasn't. Um, I never got in trouble. I was a C student the best. I tried to do my best, but I just was not interested in it. So um, he bought an old three speed steak body and uh, we started doing a little bit more. Um, I did go to County college. I got my two year associate's degree just to, Pretty much to say that I have it um, at the time. And uh, we started, you know, kicking ass from there, really. Just me and, me and a couple of buddies, me and my two friends. And uh, I'm like, that would line up jobs for us. We would go out and grind and do them. And um, so once that got to of age, we started doing a little bit more. Um, trying to think. My one buddy left in, like, early 2000. He, he became – he actually just got promoted to the police chief in the local town. But um, 
Nice. My other friend <laughs> that helps. His own business doing yeah doing garage <laughs> doors, and he's pretty successful. Um, you know, so I kind of just kept running with it. And um, 2008, it was just doing sod. So 2008, I bought my house, me and Lindsay. Uh, 2009, we got married, and I looked at it. And I said, you know what? This is not going to be enough to sustain a family. It just isn't. The time she was working, um, medical assistant, one of the local doctor's offices. And uh, so we knew we wanted to have kids. So I said, you know what, let's, let's, what can we do to really ramp this thing up? So I've always known how to do, how to apply fertilizer, right? Not really know much about the ins and outs and mixing and chemicals. But um, luckily I have a family member who has a business. And uh, so I would work for him. Every Monday, I would go to his shop at 6.30 in the morning, put on his shirt, get in his truck, go out, mirror him for the entire day till about 1 o'clock. Um, then I would come back, do some work, what I could do in the afternoon, and then Tuesday through Saturday, I, it's all me. So I learned under him for a year. So doing each round, each season, each challenge you face in the lawn care, Um and that's kind of how how this whole thing really morphed into more lawn care than than actual landscape. Right. So you were you were more like a parrot. I mean, you took what you learned yeah. on Mondays and carried 100%. it through the rest of the week, which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was uh it was a lot of a lot of time, a lot of effort. Um you know, I, I it was a grind, man. It still is, but it was I look back and I'm just like, wow, like I'm so glad I did it. Um but it's funny cuz my uncle had the spray tank. So I went out and bought magnetic signs with my logo on it. And I, he would let me take his truck <laughs> after like two 30. Um, he would let me take his truck. I would go up to Barrington, which is about an hour from here, drive up there, grab his truck Tuesday through Friday. If I needed liquid apps wow. and um, slap my, my logo over top of his and then drive around and do my properties until about five o'clock at night. Amazing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And then I sold, uh, which I still, um, you know, make fun of it and, and break my wife's balls, really. But she, she's like, I uh, sold my jet ski and bought my first spray tank. So you sold your so, jet ski. So that, yeah. first that had wow. to been, back then, that had to been a stand-up unit. No. No, it was, it was a, a sit-down? It was a 2002 Yamaha GP800. Wow. It was my baby. Because our, our first ones, we'll date ourselves older. We had his and hers, my wife and I would stand up. And a buddy of mine, he and I, we used to actually race them. There's a three buoy race that you would, it was awesome. And he, oh, he yeah. used to build them, port and polish them. They are, they were fast. They were awesome. But yeah, yeah I've always been into water yeah, sports. Was, no kidding. It was my thing. I, I got that at age like 18. I bought that at 18. And then I, I sold it. I was 26, 27. Sold that, bought my own spray tank. And then, um, and then my car died, and I was like, I guess I should get a pickup truck. <laughs> so I threw it in the back of a pickup truck, and that's kind of how we started. That's all. That's awesome. So in the very beginning with your dad, you were just sod. You weren't doing nutrition to turf whatsoever, just sod installation, rip up and install. Correct. Yeah, nothing. No mowing? So my, my, dad, my dad just didn't have the time to devote to learning it because he would spread too thin. Yeah. He had a full-time job in the federal government Monday through Friday. You know, he was just doing something to really give me an opportunity to make money, I think. And then also, um, you know, for, for his hobbies, his hunting, his horses, 
you know, that kind of stuff. So that's doing so, the yeah, ma- I mean, doing the math right now. That's forty three years. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so I mean, I just turned forty one uh, a month ago, and I've been doing this full time since I was eighteen. Wow! Wow! Good for so you. What year, what year did you officially take it over from your father? So according to the state of New Jersey, it was 2008 because it took them four years to get their act together and get the paper. <laughs> done, right? Jeez, what a surprise, they, right? But uh, 2004 was really okay. So it's been it's been 20 years with uh, you know with my name on it as that's it, just me, all me. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's been it's been a hell of a ride. I mean, 2000 um, 2004, even before that, my dad gave me the ability to like sign checks so it was kind of weird like i was helping him do payroll and i'm signing my buddy's checks <laughs> you know? that's awesome it was it was pretty cool yeah so we um and of course we didn't have z sprays i didn't have steel greens so we had 25 30 40,000 square foot properties that i was pushing mm-hmm. and then i would go out and backpack them yep, yep. you know yep. or, or then <laughs> drag the 400 it. foot hose and spray them down it's like you know some of these guys I, they complain about doing a you know a big alarm when they have the freaking ride on like dude you have no idea no idea i think i've i've said this story before but i'll, I'll say it again because you know it sounds like you did the same when you were young when i was young i couldn't do i don't think i could do it today but you know king's grand over in marlton right oh yeah you know, yeah i remember when the the gator went down um that we used for fertilizing which yeah wasn't the greatest thing in the world but you know on bigger properties it was awesome well guess what applications had to get done and i was in there pushing that place by myself and oh. you know what to be honest with you when you're young yeah it wasn't that big of a deal you know like said, all those hills today. oh yeah all those common areas out front of all the developments are all hills oh yeah god <laughs> but you just did it because it was yeah. a job you know i got paid pretty well at the time and uh yep. you know you just did it and uh i remember i don't know you know where, where king's grand golf course is yeah, yeah, the links, yeah. And uh, you got the go- governor's walk development, you know, yeah. attached to it, so to speak. Yep. I, pu- I pushed that place for the first time in like an hour, for in like oh. one hour. Yeah. And there's hardly any blowing down in that place because it's gravel driveways. It's all so, stone. You know, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, it's all stone. And I got done and I'm like, holy crap, I did that faster than I did with a machine. That was yeah. awesome, you know? So, yeah. um, I'm not saying I would want to do it ever again. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. that when push yeah. comes to shove, and you got to push, it's really not that bad. No, no. I mean, um, yeah, I remember doing it. And it's like, I, it makes you appreciate so much more when, mm-hmm. when you start out like that and you just literally grind and grind yep. and grind. And then you get to a point where, you know, where you can, you know, you put yourself in a position where you can get those machines and make it a little easier, yeah. a little more efficient. It just, but it makes you appreciate those machines that much better. Oh, absolutely. No question. You know, I, you know, I, I always like spraying by hand too. Um, I did always like that. Um, probably not the safest way to do things in today's world. Well, maybe back when I was doing it, it wasn't safe today. The products are pretty safe. Um, I'm not saying they're all safe, but some, most of them are. Um, but you know, I always like spraying by hand. I thought it was fun, you know, and just, I guess I was the fool back in the day because I like doing it. The smaller properties, I feel like it, you're definitely more accurate, more productive, and you accurate. know, with even with a walk behind and and dragging a hose, because you know, in, in doing the stuff, the work with those machines, you notice that, you know, that 
the the spread or the spreader pattern. Obviously, you can dial that in mm-hmm. and out, right? But I just feel like it throws it too far. So, like, if you pull up on a, you know, a twenty by thirty front yard that's a post-it stamp, I feel like you're throw. You're not really probably wasting. I mean, there's ways, products. I'm sure you start you started earlier on the driveway. You drive yeah. into it, but I feel like guys are more. There's more room for error. Yep. On a smaller property with a ride on the sheet. You know? Agreed. Agreed. So try to get my guys, you know, to to do anything under five thousand square feet, just just walk it. Yeah. Five thousand. You know? <laughs> it's so it's so much easier. I mean, that's it I really mean that's is. like come on, like you know what I mean? Yeah. That's tough. But in today's yeah. world, we all know how how much of a oh, task yeah. that is. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean I, I've been going at it for a while since two thousand four. 2009 we started doing it and and i i built my customer base kind of like a, a a crazy way some people look at me like i literally went back seven years into file cabinets and i sent letters to everyone that we ever did sod work to handwritten and i said here we we're adding these services this is what we do and uh my first year in business i ended the season with 63 customers it was great okay. Because, you know, I was the fur guy. I was the spray guy. I was also the side guy. I'm also the machine operator. And I'm the truck mm-hmm. guy. So, <laughs> so I would take, you know, a helper with me to blow down and do paperwork. And I would I would do all the apps, you know. And, and at, at back then, I didn't have as many employees and stuff. But then we bought our house and we had a little more room. You know, we started to grow, you know, to, to what we are now. I feel like I'm kind of in like, um, in like a... I'll say a dead zone, but like uh, we're, it's harder to grow the more customers you get. You're more saturated in one area, you know, and, and I feel like maybe the, maybe some of the, the data gets stale and that's, you know, something that I need to work on with the software program we use. You're constantly, it's constantly changing. I'm out of people that yeah. move and, and, and pass away. And so you're sending stuff to people that don't <clears throat> live there. They don't even open, you know? Yeah. Like I would love to hear, people's stories on how they market how, you know mark market for business because you know you talk to 100 people and i think you hear 50 70 different ways people do things yeah. um and you know i'm not saying any which way is right or wrong but what's the best marketing thing for a turf management company what's the best return on your investment you know if you're going to spend i'm just going to use the numbers thirty thousand dollars in marketing to grow your business I mean, what is your expectations on return? I would have to think it's got to be, I would think it would want to be 10 to 15%. Is that number out there? I don't know. So, I mean, so I, I track everything we do. I literally mm-hmm. have a source, you know, because you know the software program we use, Doug? Yeah, yeah. So, Real green. It's, so, yeah, so you can track that. It's a sticky setting. Mm-hmm. The girls cannot put anything in the, into the computer without asking, where did this source come from? Um, so, for me, I was doing postcards. First, I did letters. Well, letters you gotta you gotta print the letter, and then you gotta buy envelopes to put them in. Right. So, originally, me and my wife were down there try folding these stuffing these letters. Still, yeah, and stuffing <laughs> them. And I got so many goddamn paper cuts on my tongue. I believe you know, it. until I found out that Staples has these glue strips that you can use. <laughs> you know, I'm down there licking you know, licking envelopes for like two winters. Staples and, uh, has Staples. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I figured that out, and then um, I end up – that worked really well, actually. Worked well for a while, 
Mm -hmm. um, and then that kind of got stale. So then I switched to postcards. Um, thinking with a postcard, even if they're going to throw it away, they still got to read it. They're going to look at it. Yeah. True. So even if it's just, you know, brand recognition, right? So it's your logo. Um, you have to tell, oh, there's that guy again. Oh, here's more of his stuff. Well, you know, it, it takes usually it takes like, my opinion, about three or four times of getting in front of people before they really maybe consider calling you. That's true. That is um, true. So then I used that for a while. And I don't know if it was COVID or the postcards, but COVID year shut up. I mean, we gained, I think, 300 customers in that one year. And that's like the most we've ever gained in one year. Um, our retention rate is actually pretty good. We have like a 93% retention. That's awesome. Um, we've had, I think, the lowest we've ever gone was 89. Okay. That's, um, that's still good. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of them are, you know, mo almost every one of them was, I think that year was 89 was probably a couple years ago when everyone was buying and selling houses like crazy. Everybody's moving, right? Um, we didn't. We ended up getting a lot of those customers back. You know, if they move locally, or even the new owners, you know, because I would send them a letter and say, "Hey, can you leave this on the countertop when you go to settlement?" They come home to a new house, and there's a letter with my logo and pricing with everything for them. That's a great idea. Yeah, so that seemed to work out really well. But then, you know, one of the things the last year, twenty three. It was horrible for anything to do with the mail. Um, the mailers just weren't happening. And uh, I think the, the Postal Service was having some issues because we even had customers that send in checks. And we've had their checks, their envelopes were stamped, like, from Alabama and Florida. Like, it made it all the <laughs> way down there before wow. it came back up here. Well, I mean, yes, I mean, you're right. The Postal Service is having problems. I mean, my God. You can't mail something. You know, it used to be where you mailed something today locally. Yeah. Chances are you're going to get it tomorrow. You know, yeah. if you're in like a, like the Tri-County area, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just mailed something yesterday, priority, <laughs> to fill Because I had to get my pass. My wife and I had to get our passports redone because uh, we're going on a trip in the summer. And um, it was one day priority mail. And now it says it's not getting there till Saturday. I just had that conversation with a guy getting parts. I, like, well, I'm, I'm not going to pay for the overnight if the overnight doesn't happen. <laughs> you know? I, so I, I'm going to go up there tomorrow and like, look, I want my money back for this, you know, but yeah. it, it is what it is. It was only 10 bucks, but still it's like, I paid, I paid for tomorrow. Not, yeah. for, not for Saturday. That's three days. Come on. But yeah. yeah. They are I mean, oh, I actually, I, I was reaching out to, I talked to Kevin about, um, you know, about what he does and some other customers <clears> and, have businesses like you know how do you market mm -hmm. and um you know it's i hate it i say it, it's a necessary evil social media man yeah i you know i i'm not i don't have facebook we have one for the business that um, my wife does that manages that um and then i have the instagram which i do and i thought it was easy um because it's just pictures you know mm -hmm. i could do mm -hmm. it but you go down that rabbit hole man like you get sucked in scrolling and scrolling and i just another distraction i just don't need so but unfortunately i mean that's how a lot of people grow their businesses yep and word of mouth for us has been um our main source of customer growth you know customer referrals i think if you talk again you talk to a lot of guys in the industry i think that's the way they grow most of the time 
Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. Marketing helps all that good stuff. But I truly believe that word of mouth is your number one way to grow your business. Um, yeah, if you do quality work, you know, you, you can talk to your customers the whole nine yards. You will grow your business. Bottom line. Yeah. So I, I agree. So going back to the the COVID year, COVID year, when you had so many sign-ons in that year, I mean, I, you've been doing this long enough. Doug and I have as well. You've experienced it. Um, it was that kind of that period of more staycations. People were staying home, so they cared about being on their property again, you know, and as it, it's kind of, a, it's a weird thing with landscaping and even lawn mowing and, and turf management. As things get more expensive, so when it becomes more expensive for air travel to go on vacation or to rent that house up at the beach or whatever, and more people stay at home with their pools, it seems like we get busier during those times. It's happened in, uh, yeah. in the 90s, 95, had 2008 during the crash. 9-11 had happened. Here we go. And COVID again happened. And, you know, believe it or not, I, th I think things are going to get more expensive next year. <laughs> just, <laughs> Gee, what a surprise. Yeah, just thinking. So, so it, it's been, it, it, it trends that way, which is cool. But now again, you, you take that year of growth and then you're like, well, how can I do the same as I did last year? And that's when it gets hard or it gets a little mentally depressing. Like, man, we grew 27% that year. Now we're down to our basic 11% growth. It's like, shit, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Sometimes it's not but, you. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, um, and that's the challenge that I face every year because I kind of get discouraged and my wife is like, we're, 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 we keep growing. We're keep doing more. It's like, we, we try to pick up customers. It's almost like a three year cycle, right? So you go up, up, and then you, and you're basically flatlined. Then you go up, up. We've never gone down. Even when it comes to like gross sales and, and customer numbers, we've never gone down. We just seem to have like two years of real solid growth. Mm -hmm. And then the other year, you're kind the next year, you're probably almost what you've done the year before. You, you kind of status quo, you know, and, and back to what you were saying, like definitely hundred percent staycations, right? So guys like us in lawn care, landscaping, they seem to be getting more busy doing more of those projects whole business is going crazy still mm -hmm. um i mean i know some people that are on a waiting list for a year and a half to get a pool and it's insane um yep but yeah i would agree i mean the thing is for me i look at it and say um i've been able to grow this business since 2008 um when i really kicked it in gear and that was during you know, the housing collapse, right? You then have different um, presidents from different mm -hmm. parties, mm -hmm. everyone else. And, and there's a lot of people that will use those certain things as excuses. Oh, the economy, oh, this, oh, that. Uh, you know, I just I just keep grinding. There's no secret sauce, man. It's, for me, there just has it. There's no, I make connections with people like you guys, um, Doug, before I met Kevin, but, you know, you just keep going. There's, there's no secret secret to it. It's just hard work. You, you know, I've, I've been through quite a few recessions in the economy, whatever you say. And everybody's fear is always, oh, my God, you know, the economy is going to turn south and, you know, I'm going to lose business, you know, the whole nine yards. And you're right. I think every time we've gone through this, as far as I can remember, I can remember back to like 2003, I think, um, you know, cause that was, that was probably the first one I ever even like, even like thought about, so to say. Um, and then the housing crash in 2008, 
I think like, was it 2016? I think we had a little bit of a downturn and then COVID hit. And to be honest, this industry on the turf management side, I've said it before. We're I'm not going to say we're refre- recession proof. Proof. Yeah. But we're pretty damn close to that. Um, yeah. My fear that this year, because of just all the other bullshit that's going on in our country, um, is that people are going to get really tight. And, you know, it's that's that's my fear this year. So, Christian, yeah, I, mean, I, would, I would agree. I'm, I'm not sure if you're seeing it, but I'm this really has been my first year where I'm having people. And this isn't widespread, but reduction of services. You know, I have people that are cutting out the lime. I've had a couple that have skipped the grub application or they're only doing three three nutrition and a grub. Again, handful, not crazy, but it's the most I've seen in quite a few years. You know, I I do think people are needing to strap their body. And I have a a customer that's been, geez, four plus years, young kids. And and he reached out to me and says, Kevin, I, I just can't swing it this year. You know, let, let's take a year off and hopefully we can re- regroup again next year. So people are feeling it a little bit, but I don't think it's a panic by any means. Um, no. Yeah, I lost another one today that I signed on from a competitor last year, redid his lawn, installed it. And honestly, I do not think it was from the other pro- uh, provider at all. I honestly think it was a watering issue on the homeowner's problem and no, he's moving on. He just just emailed me when I re-signed his program. He says, no, I'm not re-signing this year. I'm like, okay, so now you're going to go through another provider, and you know, three providers in three years. God bless you. Thank you very much. I mean, oh, you know, there's that little bit of stuff, that. but that's that's yeah. minor stuff. Now, I don't want to know numbers, Christian, but are you uh, of the firm believe that you do an increase every year? Price increase? Um, Yeah, and I, I've kind of adopted that with Doug's help because Good. yeah, I, I, so I kind of backed myself into a corner. So when I first started out, um, you know, I set my prices pretty, pretty competitive, but still making money. Um, I ended up getting, I guess I got all the way up to COVID year and, and I panicked, right? So I didn't, because I had right when everything started getting shut down, I, um, I basically said, all right, we're not going to raise prices this year. I don't want to start raising prices when people are already panicking, thinking they're going to lose their jobs and they're going to, you know, all this other stuff. So I kind of sat sat tight for that year. Well, during the year, also, prices of everything else in the year after went up. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of behind the eight ball since then, trying to get myself caught back up. Yep. And, and I've luckily in the last two years – I've had a lot of a, a good amount of growth and those people are all pretty much at should be current. The problem is people prior to that, the older customers, some of them I looked at today and yeah, and actually this morning and last night, me and Lindsay were going over it and they are so far behind. I'm like, Oh my God. But luckily there's a lot of them that are, you know, on a street with five other houses yeah. that are current. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so I can try to creep them up. So what I started doing was just, honestly looking at each customer almost as an individual and saying, Hey, listen, I got to creep you up. I got to get you to here. That's a lot. Cause we have 1100 of them. Mm-hmm. So that's 1100 emails or phone calls to try to do. And it's, 
it's it's a lot. And I'm I'm always panicking that I think I'm gonna raise prices and people are gonna dump shit. You know, you're always gonna have those people that are strictly on money. Yep. Um, but I'll tell you what, we've been able to back it up with with the products that we've used the last two years, man. It's it's the results speak for themselves. And so like me, I think there's a lot more people out there like me that are willing to pay a little bit more. And I'm not saying we're astronomical, but you know, compared to other um, competitors in the area, we're we're going to be a little bit more. But products are are really kicking ass. Uh, you know, how do I say? You know, the competitors in our industry. I mean, you know, I'm not saying everybody's a competitor, but like you know, let's call it the box stores, whatever you want to call them, the box stores. The you know, the bigger companies. Yeah. You know, I got yeah. something in the mail yesterday from a national chain who it's actually like a like a they it's like a lawn it's not lawn doctor but it's another one um it's a franchise and yeah. you know the 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 noting or the wording on their flyer was um we're a local company you know and all this come up like okay you're a chain like stop with the mismarketing you know because you're a chain but unfortunately the homeowner doesn't know that and I'm reading this whole thing. So it, they gave me a quote. I didn't ask for one. They just gave me one, right? And my lawn's a poacher stamp. When I after I put the pool in in my patio, I don't I don't have a yard anymore, you know. So it's like five thousand square feet, and the original cost on it was like sixty four ninety five, something like that, which I think is pretty fair, you know, for five thousand square feet. I think it probably should be more than that. I think it probably should be more like eighty, in my opinion. But then the whole marketing scheme, 20% off if you pay up front. Wow. Free that's, soil that's amendment. Big, that's, wow. Free, free soil amendment. Now, last year, they, lime. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Last year, it was right. free grub control, but there ain't no free grub control yeah, in New Jersey anymore. You're not giving away, yeah. Right. You, you give away um, a new last year. So this year, it was free surface feeding insect control. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, my God, like, so after it was all said and done with the free applications, it ended up being like $54 an application. I actually, aggressive yeah, market. very aggressive. You know? And I felt like, call, like calling them and saying, you know what, come take care of my lawn this year. But I could, I do, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I mean, I can't do it. Um, just, just cause I want to see, see what they're actually doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Because I would like me, I'd be like, I want to know what you're putting on my lawn. I want to know each product that you're doing yeah. and how much you're putting oh. down, all that kind of stuff. And they would hate I would you. Be the most anal retentive person in the world. You'd be a nightmare yeah. customer. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would be that nightmare. Customer. They'd be canceling you so um, fast. Yeah, but... I'd fire you after the first application. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I wouldn't be that bad. Um, Liar. You know, it's just I. Nah, well, if that's dude. That's why I don't have someone cut my grass. I I'm see. Too freaking anal retentive. I get it. You know, so. Uh, uh, you know, I, I just laugh at these things because th this is the nightmare that comes in the next week or two, even a month from now, that everyone's like, what the hell? All these people are giving away crap. We can't make more yeah. money, you know, the whole nine yards. And it's like, okay, dive into it and see exactly what they're doing. And then talk to your customer or pers prospective customer. Like, look, this is my program. This is what I'm doing. This is their program and they're, they're lying to you. Bottom line. And maybe not say it that way, but you know what I'm saying. And just we got to stop with the nonsense in, the, in this 
in this marketing that go, that's going on out there because it is it's nonsense. Like free brawl yeah. leaf weed control. <laughs> okay, that one I could almost understand in certain circumstances, but the, like the free soil amendment and the uh, whatever the other one was surface feeding. Surface feeding. Yeah, surface feeding oh, oh, I'm sorry, but there was also a free soil test in there. Ah, too. but wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, come on, man. So one of, one of the competitors that's starting to creep into my market, and they're from Massachusetts and they're coming in, but I get their mailers and the emails from them. And, and it says right on there, like you said, it's, I think they're a 10% prepay and they're giving two applications free if you sign on. And and again, what are those applications? Which ones are they giving free? I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to know all the smoke and mirrors to it. Um, I've seen their work before, not impressed, unfortunately. And and I get it when they're getting as big as they are. And now you have technicians that are just kind of a number, just being hired in because this is someone to fill the seat. It's a little different. Sure. Am I over the top because I'm an owner operator? Christian, are you a little bit more because your hands on the till at all times? But I don't think they have proven themselves to have a great training program to put a great technician out on the turf. And I know the equipment they're putting out there I can't believe they're even spending the money on it. It's it's useless piece of equipment. But anyway, that's that's neither here there. But yeah, right now it's the time. February, March is when all the free lost leaders come out. You know, it's a marketing company. They just happen to possibly do some fertilization <laughs> yeah. once in a while. It, it yeah. One of the things I remember, you know, you made me think of this. Um, and I said to when we did that last Zoom call with um, with everybody um, on the know your numbers, right? Yeah. So when we did that. Um, it, this thing stuck out in, in, in my head and I had, when we built our shop here, uh, we laid 52,000 square feet of sod because this is our mm -hmm. showcase, right? right? So everything here is sod. And, uh, <clears throat> this older guy around the corner stopped him one day and says, Hey, I'd love for you guys to do my lawn. I see you guys just moved in. Yada, yada, yada. So I end up going to meet with them and measure the property um, on the overhead before I got there, I measure it with a wheel. Um, I present it with his price the next day. Cause we still have to plug in the computer. And, uh, he's like, is that the application price or is that for the whole year? Whoopsies. Like, well, that's yeah. I'm like right away. My, my heart sunk. I'm like, uh, yep, shit. Yep. I'm like, okay. Uh, this is, this is for each application. And he's like, well, that's what I'm paying for the whole year. And it was one of the big three. And I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, you have the paperwork. So he goes inside and he gets the paper. He comes out. He's got their property measured at 4,000 square feet. And it's five acres. It's 36,000. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, mm -hmm. so I said, I said, all right, here's what I'll do. I will give you a price on 4,000 square feet. I was $1.40 cheaper. And I'm like, you can't compare the two. I'm like, he was really nice. He goes, listen, I feel like I'm just, I've just been, I guess, getting a deal. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. A hell of a deal. So like, so I, I brought that up to the guy at the time before I met Doug, I was dealing with another vendor and um, he's like, oh yeah. He goes, so he used to work at that company, large chain from her, uh, you know, nationwide company, 20 years. And they had a bunch of layoffs and he said, what happened was they caught some of their um, mm -hmm. salesmen. Yeah. Just just coming back and running to get the sale. 
Yep. You know what I mean? And and that's horrible, obviously. And they're really screwing the company. But, um, you know, I mean, you can't, how do you not catch on to that? When when you're sending a guy out with a certain amount of bags, a certain amount of product, he's coming back with, or running short, or on the other end, coming back with way too much. But it's, it's still happening today. So, yeah. it's, you know, it's, I think we've all screwed up measuring lawns back in the day, but not, you know, 28,000 square foot off. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Kevin's got a property that's 300 and something thousand. Well, it is trying to get a, it was 300,000 square foot. Oh and they, God. like they were doing an application, like it was an acre. So that, that's yeah. like, it was crazy. But I, anyway, it's, I, I went by it the other day and, and that rings a bell. So it was, th- it was like 310,000 square feet. And my, their, my one application cost was their cost for the season. Kind of yeah. just, kind of just like you, but the property looks like ass. I mean, it's horrible. It, it's, it's massive. And she was taken back. You know, I, I went there, it was polite. We drove around in the gator and I mean, it just looked like a meadow full of weeds. I'm like, wow, this is what you're paying for. I'm like, wow. So, I I gave her what was a great that included tick and mosquito as well. I'm like, yeah. I'm like I I, I can't I can't buy the product for the cost of that. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, we have one pretty big one, um, the cemetery that we do. It's like an eight acre cemetery. So um, when I gave the guy the price, I was thinking like, oh my god, this is who's going to spend this kind of money on this? They didn't bat an eye. And they said they had some other people that were pretty – one guy was like half the cost, and one guy was three times the size or three times the cost, I should say. And um, he had some other people that were pretty much – were all within the ballpark. But we ended up getting it. We've been taking care of it for probably about At least four, four seasons. years, yeah. Yeah, nice. about four years. It's our biggest one. So, other than that, they're all pretty much residential. So bef- before we get too far in, I mean, we talked a little about, about Saad – Explain exactly what you guys do, because I think you're a little bit different than most of us that are out here just as turf managers. Yeah, so that's the that's the other side of our business, um, and that's where it all started. Um, I love doing it. Um, today I was doing it, you know, racing back here to get on here on time to meet with you guys. But um, <laughs> so the sod, we're not really landscapers. We kind of call ourselves turf guys, you know, sod installers, um, and. We go through a whole process. We have it pretty much down pat. I mean, we go into all the stuff, the prep, the rip out. So we don't rototill anything. We we take sod cutters and sod cut it all up. Um, larger properties where we can fit the dingo or the Kubota in, we'll have a Harley rake and we'll Harley rake everything, rip it all up. Um, try to grade the sub before we put down topsoil. Um, and, then, and then install the sod. Most of our jobs... Most of our jobs under 5,000 square feet, we can rip them all out and level them and install them in less than eight hours. Oof. Wow. So, um, our larger projects or, you know, sometimes people want, you know, they, let's say they cleared out their backyard. So they took down 30 trees. So there's all kinds of all that root mat type of crap yeah. that's all got to get ripped up, you know, down to the sand. Um, so it's quite a bit of, of grading. A lot of times that's a multiple day project. And then we'll go in and do all of our grading prep, even the topsoil. And then we have the sprinkler guy that we work with come in and he does the irrigation. Um, and then we just come back and clean up what he dug up and messed up. And then we install it. 
and you have pulled, like, you have plenty of work with that. That that's an, an on-demand service in your area. Nonstop. It's amazing. So we, I know. And he does golf so, courses too. Yeah. Damn. So like today we were out, we pulled tee boxes. Right? So, um, I kind of do it. It's a little primitive. It's with a stick grader, you know, a laser. Um, it's the best way to be honest. There's a guy out there that I do some work where we'll just go in and sod it, but he builds them. He's got this attachment on his Bobcat that is, oh, I think it's a hundred thousand dollar attachment. Yeah, it's laser like grade. Is that Glenn? Yeah, it's Glenn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, <laughs> he literally puts this thing on. You know, it's a dual axis laser. Um, Chuck actually has the same one. Okay, but I think it goes on the three point hitch on his machine. Mm. But you literally just drive and you can watch this thing. It has red arrows that point up and green arrows that point down. So you just toggle it up and down and just keep driving in circles. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'd, I'd actually like to see that. It's really cool. There's another feature where it's almost like autopilot. So he just drives forward and backward, and this thing adjusts up and down. That's awesome. It is so That's cool. Awesome. I mean, you, you got There's a lot of math involved, obviously. So yeah. you, know, you, you press in all the grade. Like you want a 2% grade from – from front to back, you know, and um, you pipe that in, just drive around. It does it. That's awesome. Yeah. First, we're just doing it in, you know, in sections. We section it off and we try to get it, you know, um, we get it pretty much dead on with, with that level. Obviously, we need the right material. The material helps. Um, it takes a while. It took us, took us two days to build this one. Um and not so much the top as it is even the slope. Yeah. You know, because once once you establish the height, now you gotta you gotta feather out the slopes to to make it accessible, mm-hmm. whether it's uh with a sidewinder mower, yeah, drainage, mower, all that stuff. Drainage, yeah. all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, so there's more to it than just putting some yeah, dirt I mean, that, down and just, you know, all that good stuff. In so. all honesty, that's probably that's a very small part of our business. It's probably less than ten percent. Um you know, but nine, that's that's all of our business in the wintertime, which is why I'm yeah, working in yeah. February. Well, um, you also just added another piece, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah, didn't know if you wanted yeah. to talk about that. So that's pretty Definitely. cool stuff. Um, so the rest of our work year-round is is mm-hmm. all residential. So, yeah, Kevin, we kick ass with sod um, Monday through Friday, occasional Saturday um, in the springtime. Um, most of the summertime, I tried to – I honestly try to tell people – wait till fall once july yeah. hits yeah you know definitely. i say listen unless they have a pool put in or addition put on it's all mud they need to get it taken care of um we try to set those people up for right after labor day yeah so july and august i kind of step back a little bit i'll jump in and, and grab, a, grab a mosquito gun for the day and take a guy out and go do mosquito or there's always something to do we'll do a stone driveway a shed pad something with the machines um but you know as as we grew we needed something for our guys to kind of create that year round thing. So um, this year we did uh, the organic compost, the soil amendments. And, you know, Chuck kind of turned us on to it. Um, really great guy, local, local yep. guy that's really knowledgeable. I mean, he's an agronomist, man. I mean, you get off the phone and sometimes your head hurts. Like, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make this like, like put it in layman's turn, man. Um, but he hooked me up with the vendor and, um, and it's great. I mean, obviously, it's an investment. We got that top dressing machine. We have two of them now. And we go out and put that down. And it's uh, 
it's great for lawns. Like, you know, I, I, I explain it to my customers this way. You know, there's really two ways, two reasons why we're doing it. And the first reason is for me is purely for what's going to happen under the surface, Yep. you know, so what it's going to do for the lawn um, in the long run, short term customers will see it. And if you get really nice weather, you'll get like a ridiculous green up from this stuff. Like, like, holy shit, that's really green. Right. Um, you know, and that's kind of letting the customer know I wasn't, you know, that I'm not full of shit. <laughs> it's, it's Absolutely. Working, right. Um, but, but from a nutritional standpoint, the benefits of putting that organic matter in there is far more than any mulching of your, you know, your blades or adding um, even just some of the, the additives that we can put in with granular fertilizer. I mean, this stuff is a hundred percent all organic matter. Now, a lot of times you'll see the, um, you know, the mulch part of it, portion of it kind of sticks around longer than what you'd like, but it's a really fine powder. It's kind of yeah. consistent with um, like peat moss, mm -hmm. you know, so it's kind of dusty. Uh, it smells you get that compost smell. So, oh, yeah. So I definitely warned my customers. I said, listen, the reason why we're doing it in January, February is because your windows aren't open. <laughs> you're inside. You know, yeah, you're not going to be outside. Kids and the dogs aren't going to be running around in the yard. You're not irrigating, so it shouldn't be really wet. So let this stuff dissipate you know, over the course of three or four days and smell should go away. It's funny. That, that product has been around for a long time. And I used to use it back in the day and we used to use it at seeding time for you know instead of using peat moss we use this product yeah. uh, or that product that you're talking about and man see areas that were bare you know were really kind of let's let's call it compacted even an aerator was not really doing its job so to say and you put some soil down you throw that over top oh my god that stuff was awesome it, it made seed germinate and germinate fast and uh, always came in good. So it was it was crazy. We had one property that we just kind of had, and Doug, you'll know the property. We had an issue, not an issue, but it just wasn't responding the way that I wanted to. Yep. And and it was one of those like you know high profile customers that I want to make sure everything is really really good. Not that anyone else is less important, but you know they spent a lot of money on sod, and yeah. the sod just wasn't growing. Like it was so, it seemed like it was so compacted. Mm -hmm. So um, we ended up putting 120 triaxial loads of fill dirt in there to build this one spot on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was insane. I literally <sighs> nicknamed this house the house of a thousand truckloads. <laughs> so it was the amount of soil that we had to bring in just to bring this up to grade. And then we top dressed it you know, with topsoil a couple inches and then sodded it. But the first year was great. I think it had to do with the roots obviously got down past you know, where that top layer of really good mm -hmm. soil was and it just stunted the growth. Yeah. Got so, into that bathtub effect. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we had a guy come in with a deep tine aerator, one of those toe behinds that they use on the golf courses that mm -hmm. I swear to God, it's every quarter of an inch there's a hole. Uh, it was Lou. Oh, yeah. oh, Lou yeah. came in, yeah. kicked ass with it. Um, so then what the guys did was we, we drug it with uh, just a field drag um, and like a gator. So we broke up all of that soil, the plugs. Um, and then there was some residual left, like a little bit of thatch. So we blew them off with a leaf blower. 
And then we seeded it. And then I put this stuff, compost down with the eco lawn. Yeah. And um, I'm talking within 10 days, this lawn was greener than I've ever seen a lawn. And I think every single, and I've never seen this much, I think every single blade or seedling that I put down germinated. I mean, I tight spots, corners, yeah. um, I seed the shit out of it. Um, and it, I've never seen it react this way. I was like, holy Christ, I think we're on to something. So it obviously really got this lawn going. Um, it's a tough sell, though, because it's not cheap, right? right. So it's it's similar to your aeration seeding cost. Yep. So when people just spent, you know, four or $500 back in the in September, October, you know, you're going to hit them with another four or 500 in January, February. It's a tough sell. Yeah, you know, I, I think we're getting like, look, I'm not sitting there saying that everybody and their grandmother needs to spend, you know, twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars on lawn care. I'm not saying that. But I think we've reached that time in our industry that these two, three hundred dollar lawn, lawn care programs or, the, you know, the five, six dollars per thousand square foot that people are charging. I think we're starting to see the effects of all of that. And, and we have to figure out a way to bring turf management back to what we're doing um, for the most part and create that. How do I say this? Create that foundation again, and then use products like this, you know, for certain situations or all situations, whatever. But, you know, you know, the mentality that's out there now is that a lawn care program is not going to cost you any more than 500 bucks. Well, guess what? In a perfect world, that might be the case, but mother nature, as, as we all know, is never going to allow that to happen. So um, I think we need to just kind of ramp our management styles up and yes, have your programs, right? You know, have them. I mean, that's what they're there for, but start up selling the customer to get into a, a, uh, how do I say this? A plant health program in the summer months, in, in the fall, aerate and seed, put in great varieties um, and then do what you're doing with this compost. I think it's very important that we start putting these things back into the soil because every year, all I keep hearing about is the nightmares in the summer. My lawns look like crap. As soon as July comes, they all turn to shit. Dollar spot central, the whole nine yards. Cause you know it, I know it. Homeowners don't know how to water. Most mowing yeah. guys don't know how to mow. So we have these issues and I just think we need to ramp it up a little bit. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just ranting on that, that aspect. Cause I know all the, uh, we keep talking about prices on certain things and it's like, yeah, well, just like the, the quote I got, you know, I would never sign a piece of paper like that because it's like, I know I'm going to get a shit work done. Um, yes, yeah. I know I'm in the industry, but at some point we have to realize that lawn care is not $400 a year. Yeah. Unless I mean, you're, unless you're a 2000 square foot lawn, that might be different. Yeah. Yeah. So Kevin, do you guys do like, um, a bronze, silver, gold package or something like that? You like kind of come up with a, a package that you you offer or is it kind of a la carte? So uh, I'm going to answer that as soon as we get back. We're going to we're going to throw a little one of our sponsors on here. We'll, we'll let that go and then I'll, I'll hold everyone on and I'll talk about when we get back. Hey, guys, are you struggling with your social media or maybe you're like Doug and I and just take a ton of pictures and never seem to get them posted in a consistent manner? Well, thanks to creative content by Jessica, this task can be completely removed from your to-do list. 
If you're looking to increase both social media presence and your client base, Jessica can definitely help. From a simple post to the complete management of your social media platforms, Creative Content by Jessica specializes in creating and posting relevant material targeted to your audience. You know, we met Jessica and utilized her creativity by creating our monthly newsletter. It went from a simple email that we would send to our clients to a beautiful piece that is now attached to an email every month that our clients get. These same pieces can be printed and sent out as direct mail marketing. Creative Content loves to do direct mail marketing pieces, and this allows you to engage your clients from all different platforms. You can find Creative Content by Jessica across all social medias, and once you reach out to her, just tell her we said hi. So I, I think that's a, a great question, Christian. Um, I'm kind of half boutique and half, um, I, I'm, I'm going to say economical. So my program goes out, all my programs go out with Grub Control, Lime already in the program. If they want to bow out of it, they can. It's not add-on, add-on or value add-on. And, and we can, and I have that conversation with them if this isn't the right program for you. But what's interesting in your conversation is I think we all need to be looking to go one more step further and one step further because I think this sounds horrible, but we kind of have our clients and we have clients that are listening are listening that are kind of at their max level of what we're performing for you for the value that you're paying. And everyone always wants that little bit more and a little bit more and they want it to look better and look better. Well, what you just brought on is, I think, the next piece to really being able to add on another great program addition, a value-added service, not an upsell. This is something that's going to be so beneficial to, you're even seeing it, you're saying 10 days, and I can't wait to hear some results of all the lawns you're doing this winter. And I know how many you are, and we talked about that earlier, um, and, and maybe you even want to touch on how you went and got these these clients to go with this. But um, I just think it's I think Doug nailed it. We're all kind of set right now in our corner of this is the best that we can do for this dollar and what is being charged. And I think we need to now offer the next level up. And to answer short, no, I don't have a, a gold, bronze, and silver. I go out with a a great nutritional package. And every once in a while, a few clients have to drop down just for financial reasons. I have other value added on services that go on after that but not, um, I don't have different levels that they can take, whether it, basically my, my breakouts would be someone without grub or someone without Lyme. Yeah, so we, we don't we, we do not do that, uh, but I've, I've come across a lot of customers that have asked, you know, if you have that or other competitors, you know, like they'll have um, a bronze, silver, and gold package. And, you know, six treatments, eight treatments, 10 treatments, 12 treatments, whatever it is, we do everything a la carte. And I think that's kind of one of the reasons why, I mean, it's worked for us, right? So the way I explain it and sell it to the customer when we meet them is, hey, listen, if you're set up for the lawn care program, you're getting six applications of lawn care and uh, fertilizer and weed control. Um, and then there's additional things such as, and we do like a lime, grub, um, aerating and seeding, tick and flea, all these things that are listed. And I tell them, listen, you're not going to need every single thing. So that way I'm not, I'm not coming off as being pushy, but um, I, what I try to do is explain the value of each application, right? So um, it's beneficial to have Lyme for this reason. 
crop control for this region. So, and I go through the list of services with them and then they can kind of pick and choose and we discuss it. We kind of build their program together. Um, throughout the year, I'll do, what do you call it? Um, kind of like a, an account evaluation of, you know, I'll take hundred accounts and I'll look at them and I'll say, um, all right, pick these hundred accounts. Who doesn't have Lyme? Okay. Well, this lawn could benefit from it because of this. And I send them an email and I say, Hey, listen, um, I know you don't have this. This is the reason why I suggest it. A lot of people are pretty receptive to it. Um, and then they'll sign up and then we, we don't try to like resell it every year. So basically once you decide that, Hey, this is what I want as a part of my program, whether it be, you know, the six step plus your line, your grub, your aerating and seating, that automatically renews. And we, we exhaust, you know, we exhaust ourselves in explaining that how it automatically renews every year. So that way we don't have to sell it. Right. You know, um, my, my uncle who has a business that does it, he'll resell it every year. Well, his pricing is new every year. So, so he doesn't fall behind the eight ball like I did with not having your prices current. If you just, you know, if you don't raise them enough or if you, you know, get a curveball thrown at you with all of a sudden prices are of the products are through the roof, you know, from one year to the next. So he just is able to adjust it that way. And that works for him. For me, you know, people have so many things going on in their busy lives. The last thing they want to do is revisit it every same summer. Yeah. So I just kind of keep it simple where once you get it, you get it until you tell us you don't want it. Um, but what you were saying, and I talked to you this morning about that, that compost, you know, that was a, that's a hard sell for the money uh, portion of it. But also, you know, how do you get the word out to uh, 1,100 people that now you got something new without just sending a, a, a generic email? Um, you know, that doesn't make it look like you're just there to upsell something, you know, because I, I do enjoy this stuff and I do want to do right by the customer. I do want to do right by the lawns. And I tell people all the time, there's, you know, some things your lawns are going to benefit from things more than, than other people. So you're not going to need every single thing we have. So I literally sat out and, um, the list down to price was probably, it was over, over 900 people. Um, and made individual emails to every single person. So I'd say, hey, wow. you know, that's it awesome. was a lot, man. That's a awesome. lot. Holy crap. So it was, hey, Kevin, I'm looking over your account. I have this new thing I want to bring to the program. These are the benefits. I want to discuss it with you. What's a good time to call? And most people would say, hey, anytime, here's my cell phone. Or, hey, you call me on Monday between four and five. Yeah. And I literally, for the people that responded, that's how I handled it. And um, I'm going to say good amount that more than what I thought um, ended up going with it. It was about 10 to 15 percent, um, which was great because yeah. that was I'm, I'm starting to see that's almost about what we can handle um, with the, you know, some of my guys are laid off. Um, so I don't really have the, the manpower this time of year. So with what I have, this is what we can do. And it worked out really nice. Good. It worked out good. But it was, again, a primitive way of trying to get it. And, I'll, you know, other than just clicking a button. Um, but it, it, it worked out. I, I think 
moving forward, a new tool you're going to be using, which will help. And I, and I use it all the time because I like to inform my clients is going to be the newsletter that Jessica yeah. is going to do for you. Yep. Yeah, it's awesome. <clears throat> because, you um, know, now you can show proof of concept of, of the service you've provided. And then over the next couple of months, you can actually show the results as well and continue to talk about the nutritional value of what that service does. So I, I think next year, you know, this could almost be a self-selling thing in a way. And you're not going to have to go back to emailing every single person because people are going to be more educated in it. And it's one of my focal points is educating my clients. I love to keep them informed of what's going on, what I'm going to do, what changes we see in the market. I mean, I've used Doug all year this year with seasonal conditions and the different diseases and issues that we had. And I had many clients that were self-diagnosing issues that they had to the point where I knew it was something, let's say red thread that I didn't need to come out and see immediately or dollar spot or this and that where, okay, let's be a little bit more attentive and I could plan my schedule of service calls because mm -hmm. we know service calls are difficult to plan into a regular route yeah. unless you have an emergency guy. Um, and just by educating them and sending this newsletter that uh, creative content by Jessica does with the pictures of what the problems are or the, you know, we had bill bug, what does grub damage look like the whole nine yards? They're already self-identifying, which is huge. So I think you're going to be successful just in educating the people in, in this new compost apparatus that you're doing and the machine and cool pictures of that. And, you know, another thing that we get from um, um, Chris Stout is he empowers his guys to take short videos and short images of them out before and afters and on the property. And sure, they get sent back to Chris and he has a social media person that puts them out there. But, you know, you could do that with your guys as well, just so you have a little bit more notoriety of what you're doing for work. Because I'm Jessica, I'm lucky she's in my area. She'll come out and film stuff for yeah. me. I never take pictures of myself. First of all, I hate cameras. I don't want to be in front of one. <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. And then I forget to do it. You know, I'm uh, even in the yeah. family stuff, my wife is always taking pictures and I feel guilty because I never do. It's like, shoot, I forgot it again. We had another event. I didn't even pull my phone out of my pocket. Yeah. So just having yeah, I mean, that, that was empowering that was a the guys. Big thing. It's a big thing that she had mentioned to me and, and she's doing the newsletter was awesome, man. She's great. She, um, you know, kind of walked walk me through it. I came up with like the content. She puts it together. Um, I'm really excited because we're, we're, we're going to start with March. Yep. Um, I started it like the end of January. Uh, me and one of my guys sat down um, and came up with, you know, with it. And and I said, listen, like try to keep a little notebook with you. And the things that you're seeing um, that may pop up, that may be an important point, we'll put it in next year's newsletter, you know, for March. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you kind of touch on each thing. Um, it's been really good. So, yeah, I'm trying to get my guys to maybe try to take some videos or pictures of some stuff, try to make a, a lawn of the month, a lawn of the week type of thing um it's uh yeah i mean it's good i, I want to take what i'm going to do is kind of pick out a few properties that we did this you know soil compost with right so we're going to do that um from the same angle every single month so march 1st april 1st and so forth all the way through to see the progression of of the lawn um but when you say kevin you say you know you educate your customers I try to do the same thing and I over-educate them, I think, sometimes, you know, and keep rambling on. But um, the two things, watering and mowing height. I mean, Doug, we talk about this. We, we beat a dead horse with this, man. Oh, yeah. So one of the things that I've done, you know, I try to treat individual properties, you know, um, 
different. And um, biggest thing that I did that helped out a lot was those mower measure uh, heights. Yep. So take little a little rulers. ruler. Yeah, a little ruler. It's got our it's got our um, our logo on it, and it starts out brown and then gets greener as you get longer. <laughs> so between three to four inches, um, it says you know this is where your lawn needs to be cut to you know to get the best results from our program. Now you can get lower. The three three and a half is mostly spring and fall. You know you want to leave your lawn longer um, in the summertime. The more the longer the blade, the more water that it retains, and so forth. So I try to get people on that. And it's it's really easy for those who cut their own lawn, right? They love it. The guys that don't have a service, you know, that that's that can sometimes, you know, be a challenge because yeah. um, you know, if if a lot of these guys would educate some of their guys, say, listen, you gotta keep the mower. And I know it's hard, man. I, I we used to cut grass, we don't do it anymore, but we used to. You're not going to sit there and individually raise it back on, on how some each individual person wants it. But yeah. um, the other challenge is too is, you know, for the guys that are cutting grass every week in the beginning of the season, you're banking on that every Thursday from the Kevin and Doug's house and cutting the grass, right? So <clears throat> you you essentially lose revenue, right? If you don't cut it every week, if it doesn't need it. Um, but I got creative with the guy that cuts my grass. A local guy that we network with, young kid. Um, I've known him for years. Does a great job. So he approached me and said, listen, your grass is $60 every week. So he comes and cuts it. Um, usually by the end of June, we'll go to every other week. But he charges me $75. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win because the, the lawn looks good because you're not you know, scalping. You're, you're cutting it every other week and you're leaving it high. You're not running into a buzzsaw every other week because yeah. because the lawn's growing so aggressively. Like, oh my yeah. god, you got to triple cut it and bag it and blow it off and everything else. And you know, and now he's got time for his guys to do some other stuff. So my my lawn bill went from two hundred and forty dollars a month down to one hundred and fifty. He's got more time to do stuff. He's not the overtime isn't killing him with his guys, and and the lawns look you know lawns look better. Good, it's a way to win. Absolutely, um, you know. I love to see more more guys, and I try to – some of the guys that we network with, I do try to educate them a little, little bit and see if we can meet up and say, hey, listen, this may be a good I, you know, a, a good angle to approach your customers. And I see some guys cutting grass till dark every night. I'm like, man, it must be – And Saturday. The labor, the labor cost Sunday. must be killing them. You know, it's like, geez. Uh, you know, I, and, I, and half of them, probably more than half, don't equate the wintertime you know, with no mowing going on what they need to make over the winter time to sustain themselves. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's the work from sun up to sundown and make money, so to say. Yeah. But then winter time comes and they got it on the pot to piss in because they didn't charge enough money. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that goes back to the whole knowing your numbers, man. A hundred percent thing. If, if 100%. I would have known now what I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, we can all say that man, <laughs> over like, and <laughs> over and over again. I know. <laughs> I know, you know, it's not a simple thing to do. And I, I just think, you know, people are afraid to truly know what their numbers really are. Cause I think people would, some people would be surprised like, Oh my God, I really yeah. have to raise my prices. Um, you know, and there are some, some good, good guys out there who know their numbers really good and they don't have yep. to worry about it, but there's a lot that don't. Um, but you know, 
we'll have this conversation till the day we die. Yeah. Yeah. We'll never that fall short on this That moisture meter was one. the other thing, Doug. I'm sorry? The moisture meter? Oh, yeah. That was the other thing. It, it's, people, it's huge, isn't it? calling and complaining and saying, oh, I'm wondering, I'm wondering. <clears throat> like, well, you know, how come your lawn is less than 1% moisture? Like, it's a beautiful thing no when way. you can prove it. Right. Yep. You yeah. know, on the, you know, I mean, these things are predominantly for the golf course, obviously, because they're not cheap, right? Yeah, um, yeah they're expensive. But at the end of the day, you know, we all get – when I was doing it, you guys are doing it now. We all got the phone calls. Uh, my lawn looks like crap. I'm watering it like you said, to You know, the whole nine yards. I'm mowing, you know, three and a half, four inches. And you get out there and it's getting mowed at two inches. And then you stick the moisture meter in the ground and it's registering 2%. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you're, you know, look, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you're not watering your lawn. And it's a great upsell tool. Um, yes, the initial cost of it is expensive. Um, yeah, you can go buy those $14.99 ones on um, Amazon or Home Depot, whatever, but they're, gonna, they're not accurate and they're not going to last. Um, and these things can actually go, if you really get it set up right and want to track it, you can set it up to your computer that everything is saved. Um, so this way, next year, when that same customer calls, <laughs> you know, yeah. but anyway, it's, it's a great tool to have because it gets you out of a lot of crap. Yeah. Um, because look, that's always the first response. I water my law. Like you said, I should. It's always the first response. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got so frustrated, um, uh, not this past year, or maybe this past year or the year summer before Two I said, ago, I yeah. sat down one night and I said, listen, I, I have to send an email out because, and it was like the subject heading was word of the day. It was like evapotranspiration. <laughs> like <laughs> like guys, it. people are watering in the middle of the day. They're ripping yep. their sprinklers at 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock. I'm like 95% of that water is evaporating before yep. it even makes it to the root system. Yep. So you're doing nothing but wasting your money. And I think you're, you're accelerating disease. You're causing all yep. kinds of problems. Um, so, I, I mean, we, we notated, you know, we drive to a house and we're going there and all of a sudden the sprinklers are on at one o'clock in the afternoon and it's 98 degrees out. Like, guys, you, you can't do this. You know? Recipe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I try to educate, you know, <laughs> I try to over-educate, really. You know, <laughs> I mean, we all know not every homeowner is going to buy what everybody's selling or trying to do and all that stuff. But if we can just, you know, fix 20% of our customers to get, get them to understand 30%, um, I think you hit a home run and that moisture meter or whatever kind of tool that you're looking for. I mean, shit, you can, there's infrared um, little things you can get that you can actually put on someone's lawn that can actually tell you where where it's dry, where it's really hot, you know, the wow. whole nine yards, and it can show you when disease is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, um, so th these tools are out there, you know, just like there's tools out here to help, like you're doing with compost, right? You know, one of the best things about you doing that compost, what it's doing is it's it probably has phosphorus-liberating bacteria in there. So and that's why you're getting that green color right away. Yeah. Well, this is like 10 days later, you're getting color out, out the wazoo. This has been happening on the ag side for, for a long time. There's products yeah. out here today that have these things in them. Um, you know, there's 
going to be something coming soon that I'm working on right now. That's going to be a humic acid with something like this. And, you know, it's these tools are out there. It's just for some reason, most don't want to dive into it. So to say, I think it's yeah, I mean, that what, part of we're all, we've kind of all maxed our programs out and now we need to start looking for the next shiny object, the next shiny object, which I, mm-hmm. you know, I started in my area and kind of was the oddball and, and now people are kind of catching on to it and there's going to be that next thing like Christian just did. And now that, you know, where you are, Doug, the, the possibilities of even more, um, innovations to the turf mm-hmm. is going to be exciting because it, like you said, everything that we're doing comes from agriculture. hundred percent. We're the residual 100%. project of it. You know, we're the, you know, the you know, a friend of mine, um, launched just about back in the day, just about every satellite that went up for GPS for the military. And he, like you said, is when GPS came available to us as civilians, the next thing is available. So everything that we're using in our technology is a result of whatever the military used and doesn't use anymore. And ag is the mm-hmm. same to us as turf, really. Yep. It, it really, really is. Well, you know, you, you, I know you two have, but a lot of people hear me talk about phosphites, right? Yeah. Um, you know, in the ag side, these things were going on in the 70s and 80s. It took till the 90s wow. for this to get into to golf. And we're still not even touching lawn care yet. We're 30 years behind, <laughs> 50 years behind in lawn care. Yeah. Because nobody wants to believe what phosphates do. It's it's one of the best plant health products on the market. And either A, whoever you deal with doesn't talk about them because all they want to sell is 1803 fertilizer. Um, or, you know, we, we don't want to believe it. Well, it's something if, you, if, you, if you're a fungicide sprayer, it's something to really consider putting into your spray mix because it improves plant health. Is it something that's going to last long term? No, just like a fungicide, right? Um, you'll get, you know, three, three, four inch high cut turf, three weeks out of it, just like a fungicide. It's two to three weeks. Um, but it will improve your plant health so much. I think it will actually enhance your fungicide sprays as well. Well, I mean, we've done that for the last couple of years. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a phosphate guy. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. And, and it's, it's kept the lawns green. Obviously you need mother nature to help out too. You can't hundred percent. You're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. No matter what you're putting down. But, um, I mean, I've had a lot of customers and I think I told you this, Doug, you know, about a month or so ago. Um, I've had a lot more customers enough to, to say something about it this year that said, wow, the lawns really looked really well through the summer and look better longer. And they've really done, you know, it's a, it's a world of difference from last year from, you know, say a previous provider or even just a, an existing customer. Cause you know, the, the different stuff that we've tried this summer mm-hmm. um, and the, the, and, and the lawns have taken off man, big time. And I'm, I'm really excited to do a lot more liquid stuff this year because we're more of, we were, we started out mostly granular. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of jumping on the train, man, with uh, with the liquid apps. I think once you start doing it, dude, you're, you're <laughs> look out, baby. Um, you know, yeah. it's it's you know, I whether you go all spray or not, that's obviously you know each individual's call. Um, I do think granular has its place. Um, I think bookends are definitely of your six step program. I think bookends are very good. Maybe one in the middle or even at your second application. 
Um, you know, so you have three and then maybe three spray applications, whatever it might be. Um, but I, I definitely think, um, you know, one of the things that I was talking to somebody about today, um, was like, you know, somebody had told him, well, you know, liquids, you don't put as much product down as, um, granular. So how can you get the same result? Well, that's true. hundred percent. Right. But the cool thing about liquid is, is that the product gets in the plant immediately. Well, when you're putting granular down, when's it getting watered in? Do you know, do, do we all, do we know that? Um, chances are it's not going to get watered in for three to five days. You know, last year in July, that was a whole other story, but um, in most circumstances, it could be three to five days. Hell last spring, our fertilizer didn't watered in hardly at all because of uh, we had a very dry spring in the, in the Northeast. So every day after three days, I'm even going to say two days, after two days, you lose 10% of your nitrogen every day that that doesn't get watered in. So what if your fertilizer, granular fertilizer doesn't get watered in in, say, six days? You just lost half yeah. your nitrogen. Yeah. So it just volatilizes <laughs> into the atmosphere. So where liquids, okay, let's say, you know, in New Jersey, we're putting, you know, three quarters of a pound of nitrogen down for an application, right? You know, by law. So you lose 50% of that. You're already at, you know, 0.35, 0.37, whatever that is. So you put a liquid application down at 0.37. <clears throat> aren't you doing the same thing? Yeah. You know, so um, yeah. I, I do believe because they get into the plant faster that they work just as well. Um, but I also think, you, you know, it's you also have that flexibility to do additional um, additives to a liquid that you can't do. Uh, with granular can you do additives on granular absolutely i did it all the time i mean you know you can put bacteria on there you can put biostimulants on it you know it's awesome but you can't do multiple you can't put phosphate on a granular fertilizer you know so um i think liquid is definitely something that is growing and i think it's going to continue to grow um i you know i think if some would try it i think they they actually fall in love with it i i think there's and I use it all the time. I think there's a there's a bad reputation to liquid because of some of the big threes that are out there and seeing what they do and and the results from that. And and the second part of the liquid part, I think just as regulations become tighter, I think liquids are actually going to be more um, in, inviting from the states to yep. use just because of yep. our our runoff, our this and that that's happening. And I'm seeing it in the state regulations here and in other states of them paying more attention to that granular product and water runoff with the rain gardens that are being created for you know, water retention instead of going into streams because they're building on hills now and they're using less valuable flat lands because they're already built. We get less runoff with our liquids. It's, it's almost immediate absorption, like you said, into the plant and stability. You look at areas like Maryland with the Chesapeake Bay, right? You know, there's, oh my God, the watershed down there, the watershed all hell that goes all through Pennsylvania. Um, actually, I think it even goes into New York, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't it? The, the Chesapeake Bay thing, doesn't that go all the way into New York a little bit? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just Pennsylvania. But anyway, um, you know, there every year there's new restrictions going on with that. So there's new buffer zones and all that kind of stuff. And you know, if you if I'm reading that the the law, I just read something today about it on somebody's post, and I'm just like, huh, interesting. If I'm 
that would be an area that I am going to start going liquid or at least do some liquid just because of that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have that runoff, um, you know, from granular fertilizer because it's it's going to run off whether we like it or not. You know, so um, it, it's I think it's definitely something that is growing. I know it's growing um, and the interest is there. Um, and I just know more and more people are talking about it um, in certain parts of the country. Um, some parts of the country, no way. I no, uh, uh-uh. companies won't sell it. And I don't know why. And, and I think it's just it's for golf up, up North here is, is that way. I mean, and you, you know, the battle I've had of trying to get liquids into my program and, and maybe it's start starting to lift a little bit. I don't be interesting to see up in Rhode Island at the turf show, what is available mm-hmm. up there and, and what has changed in a couple of years. I haven't been there, but again, that we can beat a, a, a dead horse on that. I'm going to, we're going to wrap this up here. I think um, we need a part two, Christian. Yeah. I'm sorry. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd we, love to, man. We, we can, we can talk and talk and there's a million things I haven't even asked and I, and I want to, and I know Doug's does too, but mm-hmm. you know, in everyone's time of, you know, we're going to run this, our, our typical length of close to an hour and a half, which is great. Um, we definitely need to do it again. There, there's way too many things and we want to hear more about the compost, the results of that. Your your work on the newsletter, but I I'd like to do that sooner than than later. Your your newsletter goes yeah. out in March, but um, and maybe you could get us some pictures of of your compost as well, and we can get them up on on the podcast um, social media too, because I I think it's I think it's a service that we all really could be looking to to add on as value added service, not upsell. It, it's all value added, mm-hmm. and I think I want to mm-hmm. yeah. I can't wait to see the results and the longevity of, of yeah. That we're service. we're pretty excited about it too. I I can't um I can't wait to see what the what it's going to do, it's also going to help everything else work throughout the rest of the season. So I have been taking some pictures. Good. Um, you know, we're not really – it's been really cold here. Yeah. Um, we've had some snow. So we've been dealing with that. But once the temperatures really start to to kind of warm up, that's what's really going to kick this thing into high gear. And that's that's what that's what actually attracted me to it was the guy that hooked me up with this, with the vendor and everything in the process. I'm driving to an area that I, I do a lot of work in. I'm like, who the hell is putting something down in February? <laughs> um, because it was like early, early March, mid-March, I think it was. I'm like, there's a flag out there. I jump out of my truck and I look at the flag, and sure enough, it's this guy that is is close by, and um, we'll wrap it up. But it was it was a <laughs> mutual friend, and we ended up uh, introducing us to each other, and we got talking. It's been now it's been a four or five year relationship we've had, and it's really good. He's been a great. I do a lot of work for him. He helps me out with some stuff, and then. Um, I finally got my act together and put it together for this winter. So yeah, I'll, I'll try to document as much as I can. Yeah. And um, awesome. You know, part two, hopefully I'll have some results. You will. Awesome. I, and we can all learn yeah. from that. So again, it's Christian Nardi, Sod Services out of Shemong, New Jersey. Excited. Get him on social media. I know he he says he's not that big on it, but if we put enough push and likes on it, he'll start, <laughs> we'll, we'll make him guilty to start posting more stuff because we want to see pictures yeah. of the top dresser. We want to see your cool. your grading of the sod and tee boxes. You know, all that stuff is is cool stuff, stuff that we don't do every day, but we definitely want to learn about. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. No, anytime. Thank you for being on. Yeah, I long, look forward to part two. Long time coming, and you're finally here, and we'll get you again. So we will wrap right. this up, and you guys all have a great week. You too. See ya. All right, see ya. Thanks for listening to the Turf Nutrition and Management Podcast. We are always interested in topics you want us to dig deeper into. You can submit a topic or a question from the link in the show notes. 
Please like, subscribe, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and share with your friends so we can all be better turf managers and successful entrepreneurs. Thank you.